transfers, transfers, transfers. That's what it's all about. It's silly season has officially begun with the Premier League coming to a close. I'm your host, Jesse Nagel, discussing everything as well as uh, Mark Stratham and Tesh Patab in studio, kicking things off. Hit the target podcast. There's a lot of conjecture about Harry Maguire's future. Yeah. Eric Ten Hag's already spoken about Harry Maguire. He says he loves having him at the club, but it can't be good for him, his situation, given he's not getting as much game time as he would want. Mm. And Eric Ten Hag has almost put the ball in Harry Maguire's court by saying it's the decision that he's going to have to make about his future. And if United go in the market for another central defender, which I'm sure we'll come to in a moment, then Maguire might even find his first-team opportunities, which are limited at the moment, even more limited. So we've heard from Domish. Now let's hear from Tish. Our poor man's Domish. Uh, Tish, we've heard um, what Domish uh, shared from Sky Sports up, up in the UK. is had to say about uh, club captain, Manchester United club captain, Harry Maguire, a former England captain, Harry Maguire, his future is now on the line, of course, with Eric Ten Hag coming in. Um, he's made it quite clear that his preferred partnership um, is Rafael Varane as well as Lissandra Martinez. In fact, even when one of them have been injured, it's Luke Shaw who deputizes in defense. Harry Maguire, what's your thoughts? Eh? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Luke Shaw mm-hmm. because Luke Shaw is a, is a left back, you know, by all like um, forms of the word. But now, you know, You've got an England captain and England teammates, but he's being picked ahead at club level for your same position. Um, yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous considering um, I think he is a leader, leadership factor in that England setup. And now, um, you know, with, with Ten Hag over there coming and basically laying down the law, you know, as he's done with former players, um, I think it's quite a statement. And I think that the club will actually look to move him on. And rather than keep him, because I think mm-hmm. it's very clear where he stands in the pecking order. Um, I think when um, <clears throat> Marcus Rojo was at the club, um, you know, there was a statement released. Wow, I remember him, huh? Yeah, not, not so long ago, he comes yeah. out uh, to the media and he says that when Ole was there, he told Ole, play me instead of mm-hmm. Maguire. And mm-hmm. Ole's response was that we've paid too much for him. We can't, mm. uh, we, you know, we can't keep him on the bench. We have to play him. And now 10 August come there with a very different mandate. I think Ole yeah. being a servant of the club, if you will. Um, and a yes, man. Yeah. Let's, let's call it what it is. Yeah, it? I mean, look, there was, there was lots of things that, uh, you know, he, he took and maybe didn't show a bit of backbone like mm-hmm. uh, Tenog is doing now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in, in my sort of transfer rumor, I've seen that United are looking to offer him, I think 10 million like, to, to, settle, leave. to leave. Yeah. Wow. Literally, that was, I think Mark uh, just, yeah, finish mm. the sentence. So I think he's also seen that. But, you know, you look not so long ago, I think Chelsea, you know, and Todd Bowley came in. He was rumored with a link right at the end of the window. So, well, everyone who is Chelsea under Todd Bowley again gets linked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, but, you know, I, I, at this point in time, I actually don't think they would um, mind selling him to um, one of the other Premier League mm-hmm. clubs. You know, you look at what Eddie Howe is doing at Newcastle and, um, you know, he's literally choosing his plays very wisely. Yeah. And also, like, there's a fair amount of Englishmen in the Newcastle team and led by, a, a, you know, an Englishman himself mm-hmm. in Eddie House. So I wonder if, if Newcastle could come through the surprise. But there's also Tottenham, you know, like the Alderweireld and um, Vertonghen combination that was mm-hmm. very solid for very long. And right now, 
Tottenham have been leaking goals, you know, and there's rumoured, uh, I think Hugo Lloris is, has yeah. been rumoured to leave the club. I'm not sure mm. if his contract is ended now or next season, but if Lloris goes out, you know, you look at players like Romero, Emerson, Langley, they, they aren't, there's, I don't see much leadership in that. And I think that's where Maguire could potentially go. So what I'm getting from what Tesh is saying here, Mark, is that there is still a future in English football for Harry Maguire. And that's been a topic for a long time because the clubs that Desh is mentioning is the Newcastle who are playing in Champions League now. Chelsea, who a massive club, forget the last season. Um, you mentioned Tottenham Hotspur being in the Champions League. Yes, they're not in the Champions League now, but these are top clubs that Desh is mentioning. I'm not too sure if you share the same opinion of Harry Maguire and what the future is for him at Manchester United um, or elsewhere. I, I don't think he goes to, to one of those top clubs that are playing in, in Champions League or any big competitions. Mm-hmm. I think um, um, Tottenham will be a fair fit for him where, they, where there's no pressure for him, you know, because he's, 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 his ability to play now is, is totally different to what it was. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not the same player. He makes a lot of mistakes and, and in those, in you those big games... perhaps. They view him as a ball playing center back, and he's just not that. Uh, he's definitely not that now. <laughs> That's for sure. Like mm-hmm. the, he's he's playing style out from the back is is too slow. Mm. He's he's he, he long used to passes. be really good at that Leicester though. Countless he, he, times he I saw him progress the mm. ball. You know, he'd wait for like something from the midfield to happen, and then when it didn't, he'd actually <laughs> bypass a few midfielders and then yeah. offload the ball. Yeah. yeah, but I think it comes down to his confidence now. Now that he's he's been axed out the squad, his confidence is low. He's not had um, the the game time that he that he's wanted, so I think I think Tottenham would be a fair foot for him just to to revive his his career somewhat. Mm, we've spoken about a possible outgoing at Manchester United, um, a possible incoming. In fact, it looks very likely. Um, the latest I've read is that personal terms have been agreed as uh, Chelsea's Mason Mount looks like he could be on his way to. Manchester United, wow, who saw that coming, Tish? No, definitely not me. I actually thought Liverpool were the front runners, mm-hmm. uh, front runners mm-hmm. for that. He fits Obviously, that mold, at, I'd say. At Liverpool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they do. But then, you know, when I actually thought about it, obviously they signed Cody Gakpo, who hasn't been the, the hit oh, that. Of course, so. <laughs> <laughs> of course you'd bring that up. <laughs> he, he hasn't um, been the hit that I, I certainly thought he'd be at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, you thought he'd of, win the Ballon d'Or, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I thought he, he'd have a much better impact. You know, he did score a few goals here and there. Mm-hmm. I think he was he played the full ninety against United when they absolutely smashed them. Yeah, you know, and he scored did, as well. He, yeah, so he is he's shown signs. I, I wonder how they're going to do in the Champions. Well, in the Europa. Uh, league next year mm-hmm. um, but yeah with Mount opting for United I wonder if the Champions League had something to um, was that a say um, you know yeah. in that plans because if you look at Fernandez as well that is like a sort of the same position that they play and maybe they'll be looking to move Fernandez out wide or I don't know what's what, gonna... I, what I would say is Mount's is certainly less lazy and uh, mm-hmm. he could fill the Eriksen role so mm-hmm. doing what Bruno Fernandez does in that 10 role as well as doing what Partly what Casemiro's doing. So he's playing that in-betweener between Casemiro and Bruno Fernandes. At least that's how I'm trying to view him because um, for the value or well, at least the price discussed, it's you know, doing, the, doing its rounds on the rumor mill. I don't see him sitting on the bench, at least not at Manchester United. So I, I imagine that's what's discussed because personal terms have been agreed before, you know, terms with Chelsea. So playing time is certainly one of that. Uh, but your club, Arsenal, uh, Mark, was also linked with a move for Mason Mount. And with Declan Rice, you know how close their relationship is. And, uh, of course, Jorginho, a few other Chelsea players moving uh, to Arsenal in the past. William, um, 
there was a possible link between, you know, Mount and Arsenal. Surprised you're not seeing him in an Arsenal shirt next season? Um, no, I'm not surprised because we, we've got players to fill that gap now mm-hmm. at the moment. And I think um, Arteta's just trying to, to add cover for where we lacked last season mm-hmm. so that we can also be more stable uh, going forward, you know, because um, having the wingers coming in also, um, Jesus will be there back again, fully foot. So having Mount will, will be sort of having too much of the same kind of play, you know what yeah. I mean? So I think getting Declan Rice should be priority for, for Arsenal going forward. Another name that Arsenal have been linked with while we're discussing it is Ilkay Gundogan. Oh, I'd take him with open arms. He's got um, he's got the ability to carry the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's a leader. He's he, he wins trophies. He's, he's, the full, he's a full Serial package. Winner. Yeah, and I think I think Arsenal's they they lacking that um, that leader in the squad. You know that the youngsters mm. they have the legs, they have the the ability to play, but they just don't have those leaders to just to carry them through. Mm-hmm. You know. This has been one of those transfers, um, the Gundogan transfer, uh, at least. Where I've kind of been surprised at, and I'm so surprised that Barcelona are so nailed on as favourites because he's not Spanish. Um, I don't remember him playing in La Liga. He's got no ties to Barcelona. I don't know why it's such an easy decision for him um, because, you know, Barcelona is not the same. And we've saw that mm-hmm. we'll get to the discussion of Lionel Messi in a moment as well. Uh, the fact that he's not going to be playing at Barcelona as well. So for me, Barcelona isn't the most attractive club to join right now at the moment. And it seems like Ilkay Kundajan's head has turned in that direction. Well, look, they've just won the, the La Liga. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, it's it's theirs. And I think, I think I, I disagree with you. I think the way, whatever's happening in Barcelona, I think there is a new direction. The club are moving um, away from you know that that messy era. Mm-hmm. You know, with him uh, obviously signing for Inter, there's there's time for for new greats. You know, you look at um, okay Lewandowski. You know, he comes in. Oh, it's not a one one hit wonder, but you see, like they're just trying to maybe steady the ship, get that success, keep that um, that level because you know you got players like Pedri, Gavi. You know, they're still to come through. I'm sure um, there's a, they're on the hunt for a new goalkeeper as well. But right now, I think that they they've shown. Um, that there is a new dimension to the team uh, under the tutelage of Xavi. You look at uh, Ansu Fati as well. Lincoln mm. moved away from the club. You know that was yeah. that's incredible mm. because when he was he was like the next Messi. You know you, the number ten jersey given mm-hmm. to like was he a teenager at the time? Yeah. He was like really yeah. young. So you imagine that, and now he's no. You know he's, he, he doesn't even play Spanish, uh, national team. Mm. Yeah, and now now he doesn't even play for Barca. I think Rafinha keeps him out the squad, mm. and it's not like Rafinha's numbers are any like it's something to be marvelled at. But yeah, you know, I think with Gundogan going to that uh, team, I think the call is coming from Xavi. I think he would have worked the Teta, maybe seen the project at Arsenal. If he wants to go to Arsenal, I think he should. I think it'll be great for the league. You mm. know, he's a free agent, so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be up to Man City to dictate where yeah. he goes and who they sell to. It would be the players' own decision. Terms. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So if he chooses Barcelona, uh, yeah, it would it would surprise me because you want to go to Arsenal, you want to challenge for the title. You see how close they mm. were. Mm-hmm. Maybe it can be the difference because you know they did pick up uh, Jorginho in the in the previous uh, window, the and window, yeah. you know he didn't really turn out to be the signing that they wanted. Caicedo pens a long-term deal. You know, it could be Rice or Gundogan for the same spot, which which um, 
tells me that you know it's going to be either or because I actually heard Rodri is heavily linked to the move to to Barca. Oh, please let him go. <laughs> Get him out of this league because yeah. he's just way too good. Yeah. yeah. Um Mark, are you of the same opinion at the, is it either Gundogan or Declan Rice? Can um, it not be both? I think it can be both. I think Arteta has been given the finance for this transfer window to to change the club and to to add more quality mm-hmm. because it's it's clear for everyone to see from last season that that we lack numbers to to go all the way and and, and challenge. We did it for most parts of the season, but mm. towards the end we we slowly die down. Yeah. And um, this is where these types of players will come in and and just lift the team. You look at his form towards the end of the season; he just Incredible. simply didn't yeah. slow down at all, and that's mm. what. Any team would need, um, you know, we say Arsenal because, you know, that's the closest team to our hearts. But Desh, I'm sure you'd want him at Everton. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, Desh, a um, couple of weeks ago, you raised a few eyebrows, at least in this um, studio. You mentioned your play of the season was Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, we all laughed. And then, you know, I had, well, in fact, I laughed. Um, I had a look at the numbers. Um, you know, we spoke about Erling Haaland and, you know, the records that he broke. This guy that you mentioned is just six goals behind him and not mm. many people are speaking about it. So for him to get, what is it? That's goals. goals. Yeah. That's incredible. Especially um, in that, that team. Tottenham yeah. team. Yeah. That's like yeah. what needs to be said. It's not the same mm. team with firing in all cylinders. He doesn't have Kevin De Bruyne um, no, assisting he him. He doesn't yeah. have like, he doesn't anything. have half. He, he doesn't, doesn't have anything. He has to start the yeah. attack. And, and then run, run up yeah. and then finish it. So, yeah. so let this be on air. Uh, my apology for the way I laughed uh, of your Harry Kane suggestion. Um, look, I still don't agree with it. I think there are better players in the league, at least this season. But I shouldn't have laughed off the idea of Harry Kane being player of the year so easily, um, especially looking at the numbers. But uh, let's talk about Harry Kane and possible movements or where he could he le- where could he be playing his trade next season? Um, certainly not at Tottenham. Well, for me, there's only two clubs right now, um, and that's United or Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Yeah, I'd be I'd be very shocked if Chelsea come and change his uh, mind. But right now, I think he he's a United United man, and uh, I think Tenaga has made a call already. Um, whether or not he goes to Madrid, that has yet to be seen. Maybe they just come through with a more lucrative offer. Mm. But at this point in time, I even think United w- will w- match it. Do, do you think he turns down Madrid for United? Yeah, he might. I think because of because the Premier League record, yeah, he's that's the other thing, you know. So unless Madrid are offering him that much more money, you know, mm. that iconic number nine jersey, mm. or you know, like some house in the villa, like Something in crazy. the hills, yeah, like yeah. I don't know what they're gonna what they're gonna give him. But right now, Madrid are without a striker. It's not a place <clears> that you want to be. And whoever they bring in, you know, there's. There's only a handful of names who can yeah. hold a shirt right now. Mm-hmm. And he certainly is one of them. So, again, it comes down to what they're willing to offer. And if United can match it, I think they will. And I think the sway will be with United mm-hmm. because of the Premier League record. Mm-hmm. That's why I also say Chelsea. You know, Poch uh, has, um, you know, the backing of, of the, the, the Chelsea hierarchy, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's coming and they're also without a number nine. You know, yeah. I think Aubameyang is... is very much an, an he's out of it. Yeah, he's, no, he's not, not going to be with them uh, next season. So um, I don't even think that... he's with them today. I think he's left the <laughs> yeah, WhatsApp groups 100%. and um, taken off the emails, yeah, the, yeah. off the website. And then you look at United as well, who also don't have a number nine. I mean, for all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. goes to sign, I think it was a loan or I don't even know how, if it's 18 month or whatever it is, was it a permanent? No. I don't even know. He barely like scratched the surface. They, I don't they, even know. They took him 
on loan from being on loan. <laughs> yeah. oh, exactly. He, he yeah. was the on loan, on loan. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. again, like, you know, he gets the call. He did, he's raked up his United minutes. You know, he's played mm. uh, at Old Trafford, you know, leading the line. And I think mm. it was just a placeholder. So Harry Kane right now has a lot of bargaining power, you mm. know, uh, one year left on his deal. So I don't even think Daniel Levy is going to fight because now is the time to cash out, Cashing, you know, yeah. exactly. Before going for free. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. So, I don't think they, you know, in a, I don't think they're that greedy for money. Perhaps now missing out on Champions League football, possibly that changes now. Um, but yeah, I just need, I just thought of something. It. It's it's almost like one of those FIFA searches with the Man United, and you know, you toggle looking for a lone striker, um, <laughs> and then they've got someone who's actually a lone <laughs> striker. Um, but yeah, Harry Kane, Manchester United. Um, there's a subplot with Chelsea as well, working, having worked with uh, Mauricio Pochettino in the past. Um, and then, of course, you know, the possibility always remains when it's Harry Kane um, staying at Tottenham. And it's just something that is the reality because he clearly loves that club. He's their record goal scorer. He's, um, he's going to get a statue there, I think, even if he moves, um, mm. you know, to another Premier League team. But where do you see Harry Kane playing his trade next season? I, I, I believe that he, that he leaves the club this season. Mm. This is finally there. I think it's his time. Um, I think he, he could be 30 now. 29, let's see. Say one, 29, I'll probably go 29. I think it's time for him to go at least win one trophy for yeah. all the accolades he's, he's picked up. I mean, and, even and West Ham are winning trophies. Imagine. So. And and for a player of his caliber, not yeah. winning a league title, scoring that many goals, carrying Tottenham by himself. Mm. I mean, how do you explain that to if your If you were Kane, what do you do? Which club oh, do you move to? Well, like like they said, with the, with the record in the Premier League, I jump at United or, or Chelsea. Having having a relationship, you have to choose one. Okay, I'm I'm going I'm going to Chelsea. Pochettino wow. Pochettino knows me well. Uh, he, he coached him. Mm-hmm. They, he he was his numbers were good. I think they made it to Champions League final at the time too. Yeah. So so I I think that that would be good. There's a relationship there that yeah. I don't see outside, like you know, in many other players and managers. See why I'm not to you know I'm not buying into this whole relationship thing with Harry Kane is because you know Harry Kane's proven that at Tottenham there's been about eight nine managers that he's worked under. Yeah, never ever been a bad apple. You yeah. know, Tottenham have had their problems. Harry Kane isn't going to bench at any club in the world, so there's no questions asked whether it's him or another player mm-hmm. in the squad. So Harry Kane plays, he gets along with these players. Midfielders want to find Harry Kane. Mm. Pochettino's not a factor for me. I'm, I'm Harry Kane. I'm, I'm one of the best strikers in the league. Why do I need to go where a coach loves me? I score goals, any coach loves me. That's what I'm thinking. So for me, it's Manchester United. Mm. Who, who do you think is a better fit? Uh, certainly Manchester United. They've got Bruno Fernandes and Chelsea play three defensive midfielders. They're all talented, but there's no Bruno Fernandes there. Mm. I don't know who's Chelsea's top assist maker this season. And that's, if I'm a striker, I look at that do, immediately. Do, do you think Enzo and, and Kane will be a good fit? No. Don't think so? Nope. Not for me. I think he's, look, Enzo Fernandes is a good player, but he's not getting 15 assists a season. Mm. Harry Kane needs that in the team. Um, there might be Reese James, you know, he could be firing crosses. And again, uh, if you look at if you look at the the striker profile, I think Lukaku was there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very big, tall, lanky mm-hmm. forward, uh, hold up defenders, bullies defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, I remember watching him in his 
can call it a cameo appearance <laughs> because you know that's the that's DLC was, or yeah. so short lived. <laughs> uh, and but actually, in his time there, I thought he was gonna be like really good. Like mm-hmm. I actually thought mm-hmm. this the, is the yeah, this is it. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Under Tuchel, I think they were flying in mm. in however like long he was there. I think you know that injury or whatever that interview was. It just derailed the whole Chelsea uh, trade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and, but I know he, he made that whole team better. You mm-hmm. know, Reese James was more confident in getting those assists. You know, you say Enzo Fernandez isn't getting 15 assists. You know, there's nobody to assist. Yeah. But that's, that's exactly my point. Mm-hmm. You know, if Lukaku was there, mm-hmm. you could, you could, he could, yeah. like right now, feeding. Well, Kai Havertz or Aubameyang when he comes on for the last 15, you know, when he's just mm-hmm. not even going to get in the game. Um, mm. Look at Cucurella. I don't know if Cucurella is, is not particularly... He stopped making crosses. Mm. You see, you yeah. see so, so... And there's there's a lot of tension in the club. I wonder if... Yeah, for me, I actually think the relationship with Poch could, could do something. But right now, I also agree with you in saying that the better foot is United. Mm. I, I still... Mm. So you, you do say a night... Uh, Manchester United ahead of going abroad. Yeah, I think it's England first. I think the primary mm. option would mm. be England. I think Madrid will make the bid. You know, they will definitely mm-hmm. make the offer. They'll mm-hmm. make contact, and they will try. I'll give him the option. Exactly. That's mm. that's where that's where it's at. I mean, look, I think Osman is probably you know if they come through for him, I think he mm. goes as well. Uh, that being Real Madrid, um, but right now I think I think the money's on. Well, at least my money's on for for Manchester United. I think there's a lot of issues at Chelsea and I think um, seeing how like the plays were handled, you know, like he would mm-hmm. have, everybody would have seen the Maguire situation. You know, this is mm-hmm. again, uh, your, your club captaincy, captain, you know, yeah. exactly. Your England, like number two or like whatever mm-hmm. vice captain, um, seeing the Ronaldo, um, like debacle, um, how he's changed Marcus Rashford. I'm sure they're on the phone mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, for me, I think United is the, go to i think it's uh yeah that i started by saying chelsea as outside shot but mm. i think mm, it's, it's just United, that factor yeah. that's yeah, carrying I mean, that, that they could video call dream. each other it's fine yeah, i mean well um, <laughs> one transfer that uh just happened this week it's over the line you know we've spoken about rumors all all well past couple of minutes that we've been discussing football uh, but now one deal has been done it's official it's signed sealed delivered he's liverpool's new number 10 Alexis McAllister. Wow. wow. What a signing, Mark. What is what, your first what reaction? A, what, what a steal. What is your um, first reaction as soon as you saw that deal announced? Uh, shocked for the, for, the, for the price tag, mm-hmm. but also happy for Liverpool for, for getting it over the line so early. Yeah. Because yeah, he's, he's a top player. He's a World Cup winner. Mm-hmm. He's box to box. He's, I think he's the full package. And I yeah. think um, Klopp can, can build a midfield around a player like him. Mm, certainly it's hard to disagree with that dish yeah as you mentioned he's a midfielder mm. they've had like very big problems in the midfield mm. you look at how strong that midfield was um throughout that the late um you know 2019 uh season um really came to to prominence and it went on to push them and win the the, the champions league in i think it's 2020 21 season mm-hmm. so you know for that two years i think they had the best if not one of the best midfield okay. um you can say collection yeah. in the in in the world because it proved itself. You know, you look at that Barcelona uh, comeback. Um, mm-hmm. You know, absolutely sensational things that they were doing. Mm-hmm. I think he's a player that can live up to that standard. You know, 
can uh, fill those those boots. Um, you know your your <clears throat> Thiago's, your Fabinho's, your um, you know your Henderson's, and just yeah. he could potentially. Uh, I don't know how long he's going to stay there for. You know, does he mm-hmm. does he just do well and get a move abroad, or uh, or does he stay and be a be a red? You know, mm. um, that's also something. You know, you look at your Gerard and the number eight jersey um, hasn't really found. Uh, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, another cameo appearance on the <laughs> the shoulders there. But uh, yeah, the depth that he offers, oh, absolutely incredible. And you know, Thiago's been on the bench. Arthur Miller hasn't cracked it. Uh, I think he hasn't played for them. Yeah, and, and he's gone. And, and he's, he's yeah. No, I've not seen him in the kids. Exactly. I don't even recall seeing him on the bench ever. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, there's a great signing for him. And as Mark um, raised the point, thirty-five million. What a, a shocker! And mm. you know, it it tells me it's a bit, it's too good to be true mm. for me. Like I can't, I can't. Well, are, are you saying that it, as in suggesting that it flop? Or look, I honestly don't know if there's like an add-on, like a massive add-on. Like, That's not been spoken about. Yeah, for mm. me, thirty-five million. It's it's not. I wouldn't believe it. In mm. fact, I don't know, like if the club is actually formally or reveal the price, but um, yeah, 35 million, it just sounds too good to be true. I'm not sure mm. if that comes at a player. I know James Milner is heavily linked to the move to Brighton. Yeah. I don't know if that was part of the deal. Yeah. Uh, there's also um, um, Minamino, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's been looking for a new home. So if wow. he signs... Real throwback, huh? Eh? You know, so <laughs> if he if he signs for, uh, you know, imagine Motoma Minamino, it's like... <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> what of the Asian frustration could have done the trick? Look, I, I got a feeling I know why um, you you know you don't believe the figure that's been mentioned, and you know this used to be what football is like with the, you know top players moving for that's it's thirty five million. Um, but I think we're seeing you know an end of an era with the transfers, an era, end of an era on the pitch as well. Um, I think I'm sure you'll know where I'm heading to with this is yeah. uh, Lionel Messi's. Yeah. Moved to MLS, um, you know, just a couple of years ago, we had Messi and Ronaldo playing in El Clasico, the biggest fixture in the world. Now we've got one playing in Saudi Arabia and the other one, you know, on his way to the MLS. Um, end of an era, Mark? Definitely end of an era. I think we should we should all be glad that we, we witnessed these mm-hmm. two playing uh, two of the, the greatest footballers. And um, choosing MLS was a bit of a, of a shocker, but... Um, I think um, he lived up to to his name. He's he's, he's been the best for 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 a long time now, mm. and um, I think he's just going there to just enjoy life. Enjoy life, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so because he, he can still be the greatest in that league as oh, well. well. I'd imagine he has definitely. <laughs> yeah. um, moving to MLS, um, there couldn't be a better time to do it. He's about to get what is it? His sixth or seventh Ballon d'Or now. He's now on seven already. He's got seven, mm. so maybe eight. Yeah. Um, it's hard to keep track of a, is, a player like Lionel Messi because mm. he's so great and it's so, you know, he's winning awards every year. So yeah. it's so hard to, um, you know, you just got to keep Google open, I suppose. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Lionel Messi leaving after winning the World Cup, conquering Europe, there's nothing he hasn't done that we haven't seen. Mm. Um, so now to play in MLS, give a new brand of football followers you know, a taste of what he can offer. And he's still playing at the highest level. He's, he's still the Lionel Messi we saw in the World Cup just a couple of months ago that, mm. you know... He can bring it. He, he can bring yeah. it. And, um, you know, you can argue at times that he single-handedly took Argentina over the line. Um, but what was your first reaction, you know, seeing him move to MLS? Well, look, he, he got the crowning jewel. You know, 
having the World Cup in in the bag. I think now you can go and do whatever you want. Mm. So, uh, you know, I wonder if the move to PSG was also for the training facility. I haven't really <laughs> seen <laughs> seen it, but I can tell you right now, it's probably <laughs> the best, if not one of the best out Just there. Just good content for documentaries. Hundred percent. You know, um, and I also think that uh, there was a part to play with the the destination. You know, having like if you've seen how Ronaldo bounced from you know political post, you know, he was mm. moving clubs and then um landing in manchester i think you know it wasn't there were people who are welcomed him with open arms mm-hmm. and there were other people who didn't have that same reaction because mm-hmm. they they felt like he was going to halter the progress of the club mm-hmm. and i think that's probably what messi or maybe messi's team um you know his personal entourage would have um, told him, I don't even know if Ronaldo probably picked up the phone and said, "Hey, you know what? Look, mate, <laughs> yeah. don't um, do it." <laughs> yeah, so you know, there's always that. You know, mm-hmm. I wonder, and you know, with with him being like asked to leave the club, you know, um, to sort out their wage bill or whatever um, the La Liga was accusing them of at the time, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't a happy um, exit for him. And you know, maybe it's it's he doesn't want to represent the club. Um, as a player, I'm sure you'll be an ambassador. That's like without a question of, yeah. uh, of thing. And I, you know, you will be there in the stadiums for years and years to come. Mm. Um, so I think he's very much welcome at Camp Nou, but maybe just not his playing days. And I wonder if he got that feeling. Um, I'm sure Xavi doesn't feel that way. I'm, I'm sure Xavi wanted him mm. at Barca, but maybe he himself felt that the time was to to go um, and to MLS. Uh, but mm-hmm. again, like once he once he at the World Cup for me the the, the debate was the settled. job was yeah, done the, and the Messi-Ronaldo era that you guys spoke of honestly it it's I don't even know like you know you don't speak of Neymar in that same sentence mm-hmm. Hazard was heavily like touted to be the next great thing you know mm-hmm. Gareth Bale was thrown in the in the hat obviously going to uh, Real Madrid at the time another Galactico you know Welshman 100 million to Tottenham mm-hmm. so nobody has lived up to the to that stage you mm-hmm. know like as you mentioned seven ballon doors eight ballon doors like what, what is what is crazy that you know that's crazy yeah. how can you how can you complete mm-hmm. like that you mm-hmm. know have that personal cabinet that's that long and you know it's gonna be Mbappe will it be Holland I don't know maybe that's the next that that comes to my next question um Mark and Tesh you can only give me two names you don't have to explain just give me two names End of an era, who, you know, who leads the next era? Who versus who? I, w- I would say uh, Mbappe and Ireland. For yes. me, personally. Um, Two names. Yeah, I want to say Mbappe and I'm going to go... Bukayo Saka, thanks. That's all we needed to, yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. I want to say Vinicius. I mm. think mm. I think Vinicius Junior. He, he gets a fair shot. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm not saying Holland is not great. Mm. Yeah, but but my two names I'm putting forward for the next decade, next mm. generational talent. We we're gonna unpack this um, Erling Holland agenda because there seems to be one. Um, <laughs> whether it's your striker or player of the league yeah. or player of the year, um, you, you know your game changer or whatever you whatever you said. He's we need to unpack this agenda. Uh, certainly before the start of the next season. <laughs> um, but yeah, with Messi going to MLS, I, I think it certainly raised a few eyebrows. And, um, you know, the fact that he moved, made the option to go to MLS, but also the money and the opportunity that he rejected going to, you know, we're speaking of rises and end of an era. 
certainly there's a rise in Saudi Arabia because what they're doing um, is just simply ridiculous. They're breaking Crazy. all the rules of football, mm. um, offering, you know, I don't even know what kind of experience it, it is because it's a life-changing experience. And, you know, footballers live a great life, but, mm. you know, the money that's being thrown, you know, to, to join the Saudi leagues now, you're looking at Karim Benzema moving um, to the Saudi league. Um, N'Golo Kante looks like it's, you know, 98% done. Riyad Mahrez has been linked. Angal Di Maria has been linked. Sergio Ramos mm. has recently leaving. PSG has been linked. I think N'Golo Kante is, I think there was rumored to be like 100 million pounds in, 100 million euros in wages. A season, yeah. That's a, season, a transfer fee. A season. And That's Benzim, a transfer fee. Benzema's tour. That can get you the best player in the world. Mm, easily. Wow. Easily. I think um, these, these people are, are playing with money. Yeah. But uh, I think... Imagine for, having for, that as an investor at one of your clubs. Oh. Imagine that at they're Arsenal. All, Todd, Todd, all Todd Bowley. Yeah. Todd, Todd <laughs> Bowley's <laughs> playing one <laughs> of them. <laughs> Some clubs have that already. Uh, but uh, what's your thoughts on the Saudi league and, and their approach to um, getting the best players to the league? Is that I, the best I, way to do it? Because, you know, I've got, you know, close friends who've, you know, actually been to the Middle East and, you know, um, and Europe and they've compared the two. And a lot of the friends that I've spoken to, I haven't, you know, been fortunate enough to go to the Middle East, but... A lot of the friends that I've spoken to, you know, they prefer, you know, Dubai, Saudi Arabia, um, United Arab Emirates. The, um, the, the life must be the, totally different there. Yeah. You know, it's so to easy have going. That and to be earning 100 million euros a year. Tax free. Wow. Lovely days. Yeah, is that the way to tempt big players? Uh, I think it is, especially with, with, with the age of these players now, because they wouldn't be getting this much of money at the end of their career. Mm -hmm. So I think taking the last contract you can at the end of your career with that much of money, I think you, you take it with both hands and, and go. And also going into that league, still playing at the, at the highest level. But does it show a lack of ambition? <sighs> Benzema, we, we've just argued the points, I think, towards I the think, end of the season, whether he's Benzema's, the best striker in the world. Yeah, definitely. And I think he's just, maybe he's just given up now. Mm. Maybe he's just had enough and he just wants to go and with, uh, without any pressure. But I think maybe the money, the money grabbed him. Yeah. N'Golo Kante, we know the distance he can cover, but we didn't expect him to, you know, explore <laughs> the shores of uh, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Certainly yeah. not, Dash. Yeah, no, for me, I, look, you mentioned ambition and I think it sort of struck a nerve with me because, you know, you, you look at these players and where they've, what they've done. You know, mm. I think the ambition was there. They've already conquered their goals, whatever they had to achieve. Now it's mm. just about getting paid. And, mm. you know, I'm sure they were getting paid large and large sums. I think Kante was the highest earner at Chelsea for um, quite some time. I think, uh, I'm sure Benzema wasn't far, far off the off, top yeah. uh, at, uh, at Real Madrid. Yeah, he's probably mm. one or two. And with his goal bonus, he probably made up whatever difference. So, I mean, they were living lavish lifestyles exactly. before. So, you know, why no, make, that's probably just why a make that jump? It's that's, a generational world. Mm. Honestly, now it's no, it's no longer about them. It's now. Oh, yeah, it's because like, the kids would definitely struggle. It's um, not, you know, with no, their fathers playing for them with the Chelsea. Look, I think this is the opportunity as well that it presented itself. You know, previously you've seen players make the, the move to China mm. with, uh, I think Shanghai was offering um, incredible amounts of money. And you saw it pull a lot of top-notch players. But for me, if you want to question ambition, if you look at a player like Paulinho, mm. he is in the Chinese league. He leaves the Chinese league, goes to Barcelona for one season, drops a season like you've never seen 
a lone player do, <laughs> and then goes back to um back in the archives goes back back to shanghai like like nothing happened <laughs> me when i was watching him i was like well, what is he doing can somebody not sign him like can can somebody not pay him? carrasco the same thing mm-hmm. atletico yeah. goes to china i think it's two seasons was it mm-hmm. comes back and again he's still i think he's still playing for atletico up to this day wins the league title la liga you know champions league semi-finals like this is again a top player those are the ones that question ambition and not i do want to ask this though because it's a bit controversial and you know it's it's subjects if you could view this as you know as you want could it be outside influence um you know seeing some of these big players perhaps not at their own will going to um you know some of these clubs because we know that the lifestyle there is different you know that it can and this is not you know dig at you know any of their partners or any of their family members or anything but you know you've seen players especially granachaka um I, that's you know just the, you know that what came to my mind a football fan asked him on his way out is it a decision to go back to germany because of your partner and he said no it's not because of but because of because that you know question even came up it made me think that wow i wonder how many transfers are actually you know actually go through because of whether it's you know players as partners or whether it's their agents because mm-hmm. i mean if ngolo kanté is getting 100 million euros a season um he's not the only one that's going to you know, live a great life i'm sure his agents as you know as his feet on a yacht up somewhere so do you think it's outside influence partly i i think that that definitely has a sway not just saudi but in all football transfers mm-hmm. i actually think that if you move to uh so it's positive and negative you said yeah it yeah. can literally make or break for me i think um uh I read in I think it was Arsene Wenger's book if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken but it was it was about the Alexis Sanchez move and Liverpool had made contact with him through Steven Gerrard and um I think Arsene Wenger made contact with him directly and the decision actually he he discloses that his girlfriend at that time wanted to stay in London mm. so so that was another sway not only was it Steven Gerrard he said that um the project at liverpool was good but arsenal had a stability x y z whatever but mm-hmm. his girlfriend also said london yeah. you know and that again it went uh, it went onto that like mm. look at checklist, it's, it's, you know? it's reality i mean you know we all, it's going to be partners i certainly love my wife more than i love michelo tete if michelo tete <laughs> wants me to go somewhere um and my wife wants me to go somewhere else i'm gonna you know decide where my wife wants me to go because look i'm a human being footballers are human beings we have to you know view certain things the way you know you know we have to put ourselves in those positions also so i I definitely um think it has an outside influence um look it's it's just that benzema kante mares di maria the players those are the names that we see and those are the people that we blame and criticize and you know say there's a lack of ambition but Uh, there's certainly more to it um i think um but remember they're at the end that at the tail end of the careers yeah. they already make these decisions because again before before saudi came along you would end up in like um russia mm. wasn't didn't mm-hmm. hulk like spend his entire career over mm. there yeah, you know you'd zenith. go you'd go to zenit you would go to like these other parts of europe where mm-hmm. maybe champions league is is the draw card but also just to get um your final paycheck from some yeah. oligarch or some billionaire or some trillionaire who just is I think um, that's more the influences than exactly money. at at the end of mm. your career yeah. the ambition is like the 10 to 15 years preceding that mm-hmm. final move that that final move is all about banks so whether it was if you look at uh 
uh, Andres Iniesta moving to Vissel Kobe. I thought mm. the move was definitely going to um, going to uh, China at the time. But even Xavi, Xavi went to to Saudi. I think yeah. he was probably the first one, and then he mm. goes to coach. Um, and now look at everybody's going to Saudi. So again, the, mm-hmm. these money moves existed, yeah. but you wouldn't question the mission of Xavi and Iniesta at the time because you knew what it was. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing for players like Di Maria, for your Kantes, for your Benzema's. I think uh, right now, if it filters, like if that age, if they start choosing that move at like yeah, 20, yeah, then it becomes like if right now if Harry Kane mm-hmm. goes to Saudi, yeah. that would be a lack of ambition. <laughs> ambition yeah. that, would, that would be it. But if mm-hmm. Harry Kane was was a United player of the next five seasons or the Real Madrid or whoever, then chooses, then it's not about mm. ambition. It's just about the money. Mm. Speaking of a lack of ambition, there's one club, Hots, in the press right now. It's Hotnam Hots, but um, we know what we feel about uh, them in the studio. Um, and they, what do we think? <laughs> <laughs> um, they recently announced a new coach, um, a battle because it's an unknown. Ange Postanoglu. Postanoglu. You know, look, uh, speaking of Tottenham Hotspur, a team that's been in the Champions League, you know, for as long as I can remember, at least since the greats have left the Premier League, like your Arsene Wenger's and um, Silex Ferguson, they've always been there and thereabouts. And yes, they haven't won trophies, but they've built their brand, you know, better than anyone over the past decade. Um, so for them to go f- from, what's it, Nuno to... Conte, Conte to Anger Postacoglu. Yeah. Hey, that, well, Ryan Mason in between. Ryan Mason and Christian Stellini. And Christian like, Stellini. They did have their Look days. I'm uh, <laughs> not making the case any better. Anger Postacoglu, Mark, does that have any you know, factor I, I, in Hurricane staying? No. Because that's I, what it's all about now for Tottenham, surely. For the coach, yeah. I, I don't know much about him, but... Look, honestly, if it was Nagelsmann or Enrique, I could make a case and yeah, say, yeah, definitely. I could say, could yeah, I could say, uh, yeah. But honestly, this he's coming. He's coming from, from the, the Scottish. Scottish now, yeah. I mean, let me play a bit of devil's advocate channel. So Tottenham have tried the big names with your Jose Mourinho's mm. um, to some extent. Nuno certainly Antonio Conte. It hasn't worked out. I think Tottenham's formula that has been successful is Mauricio Pochettino mm. from Southampton and mm. kind of grooming. Um, them into being one of the best in the business. Is that happening now with Anger Postacoglu? Uh, I, I don't wow, think I so. Well, I think I, I, think I nailed it. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, I don't think so. I think he's got a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, Not the next punch? No, I don't think so. Because where, where he's coming from, I don't think you can compare, even though he, he won the league or, or as many trophies as he did, I don't Treble. think you, yeah, you, you can compare the Scottish trophies <laughs> or, or winning those games to, to, to England. Yeah, it's a it's Scottish a, trouble, not the European. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a different ball game. And I, I, I hope he, he can succeed, but I think he's, he's in for, for a huge ride. Look, from, from what we've clearly heard about him, Dish, is that he brings champagne football. And that's kind of what... Um, I, I, think, I think when you're playing, nobody champagne <laughs> He's a top coach when you're playing nobody. Yeah. Yeah. When you come yeah. to England, everybody's there. Yeah. I think he's, he's in for, for, for a good ride. And if he loses Kane, mm. I think everything, so, so I think the to. world's, everything comes down. What's your reaction, Desh? It's, 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 it's a tricky one because, you know, you can't just rule him out because he comes from Celtic. Um, you know, football's strange and, you know, we've seen 
be mentioning Mauricio Pochettino literally coming um what was it Espanyol before yeah and then one season at Southampton yeah. Southampton yeah. and then just you know producing players like Virgil van Dijk Sadio Mane um you know it is insane what he did and then moving to Tottenham and then you know you saw like Kyle Walker one of the best right backs in the mm. league now uh Danny Rose for Tongan and Alderweireld that you mentioned that was all Poch and that was a an unknown Pochettino. Mm. Eriksen, um, you know, he's never ever the player he was before Tottenham, I feel. Um, you know, yes, there was a Lewis Holtby and stuff in between and you, you can't get it right all the time. <laughs> but um, no I, I, I don't think Anger Postacoglu is as bad as, you know, as it seems because I think they've tried the Mourinho's, they've tried the Conte's. It doesn't work for a Tottenham, a club like Tottenham. I think it'll work at, at Chelsea and, you know, more ambitious clubs. But, Anger Postacoglu, I think, is a decent fit for Tottenham. Well, from my like sort of research into him, um, I think what really um, sort of attracted the Tottenham um, board was what he did at Celtic before, like the season. You know, not this season he did win the treble, mm. but it's what he did in the squad overall. Because when he came in, I think they had lost to Steven Gerrard's uh, Rangers yeah. that season, um, and then there was a squad overall. They said 13 players had come in or 14 or something like that, which is, again, like a whole new starting 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, yeah, half the dressing room. And, and he was he had a say in which players they brought in. And those players did really well. A lot of them were from the Asian markets. I believe uh, there's lots of Japanese internationals. I think three of them yeah. um, he had brought from, I think, the J-League. Um, and that, for me, like, is what Tottenham would have seen because right now he's he's got that... Um, that pedigree of of choosing the right talent, and you know, you look at somebody like um, Jose Mourinho, who, uh, you know, he, he like took Harry Kane one step further. You know, he takes these players. You know, Eric Dyer was moved from a CDM to a centre back. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he's that sort of level of manager to see and progress him. But what I think his main priority would be is to try and get them to buy into his project. Mm-hmm. Because you look at your, uh, you mentioned Pochettino. All those plays, you know, when you said Kyle Walker and um, uh, Danny the Rose. others, Danny Rose, like he, these are plays that bought into the project. There was also Vertonghen, Alderweireld, um, Lamella, you know, and then you look at the really first team cream of the crop. You're looking at your Delhi Ali, your Harry Kane, Loris at the time, Son, you know, all of those players, those four players that I just mentioned signed contract extensions, signed long-term deals. Mm. It all happened after Poch his, signed his long-term deal. And I think the same thing happened at Arsenal last season because Arteta signs his long-term deal. Mm-hmm. Now you see Martinelli penning, penning his, his long-term, Saka penning his long-term. Uh, I'm sure Odegaard ha- yeah. penned his long-term. But that all happened after the manager. After the manager. And I think now... Um, so Harry Kane stays. No, <laughs> right. but it's, it's because he got them to buy into the project. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I think Kane is on his way out. Whoever they, they bring in as a striker, look, for me, I, I wonder if Anthony Marshall is going to be what the shout. I don't know there's a swap deal there, but I think he's, he's somebody or, or Everton's Calvert. Look, what, what I've noticed is that all these players that have flopped at big clubs, you, you're still giving them careers, eh? At Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and um, so just to say, like, so he's uh, Postacoglu's got his his um, track record from handling these, uh, you know, finding unearthing talent the mm-hmm. same way Pochettino unearthed talent. And 
uh, Enrique and Nagelsmann, I can't really make that claim for them because I, I haven't followed their, their windows, but I think they're in the buying not much, uh, you know, like unearthing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tottenham also themselves have progressed from a um, selling club to a club that maybe now doesn't have to sell to um, their competitors. You know, you look at your, obviously there's a two to Madrid uh, being Bale and Modric, but also uh, you look at Berbatov to United, Carrick to United. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were other times, and uh, I think... Um, like, I'm sure that there are other names that I... Cadabayo. Yeah, exactly. So Man City see, to Tottenham. Yeah. Um, they don't have to sell anymore. You know, I'm sure Son, somebody would have wanted Son, mm-hmm. but now he doesn't have to sell. He, he's not bullied in that. So the, the CEO, Daniel Levy, he has done well to progress the club from a feeder club to mm-hmm. not a feeder club, you mm-hmm. know. It's not really a club that has winning trophies just yet. Um, they have reached a few FA Cup uh, semi-finals. I think they were in the cup final last uh, when Mourinho was there, Champions League finals. So they have progressed in knockout football. Um, but it, again, it, it comes back to can you get the manager to buy into the, the players to buy into the, the manager's project and then play exciting football. Where to for Tottenham next season? Um, under, new, under the new regime? Yeah, so I think it's literally just who wants to be there, who doesn't want to be there, who's part European of the plans. Football? Uh, next season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they land a top six spot. Maybe I think was in our seven now with the top the seven with conference. The conference, Men's yeah. Conference. Yeah, I mean, look, it's. I think they missed it by a few points this season. So <laughs> you know, when you when you look at it like that, um, it's not. Yeah, who who's gonna who can they do better uh, do better than I think? Yeah, Aston Villa finish one point ahead of them Brighton, again. Liverpool. So so yeah, so you wonder who can they eye and where can they make up those points because there have been some shambolic performances from mm. Tottenham mm. and I think it's about rebuilding the fact that they have no European football tells me that, you know, with them staying grounded, it's like they have, like they have exactly, nobody mm. needs to worry about flying here, there. I think the more we talk about Tottenham and, you know, the lack of European football, I think the more the writing becomes even clearer and darker on the wall for Harry Kane. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah sure. honestly. For sure. Mm. Um, Mark, where do you see uh, Tottenham finishing next season? Mm, that's a, that's your unbiased a, opinion. <laughs> it's I'll, a, it's I'll a, ask you for your biased one. opinion in a moment. Lost if I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, I, I think they, they, they stay top off of the table, considering mm. they, they don't have European any... European football? Exactly. Um, I hope um, the players can buy in, but you know, the, the Premier League doesn't give you much time to, to settle. You gotta, you gotta come in and 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 stamp your authority and and hit the road running. You know what I mean. So, I just hope he succeeds for 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 his job and for his his own CV. But it's gonna be a tough ask. Comment and win. So every week we do have that two hundred and Hollywood bets betting voucher to give away. Uh, this week's question. Will the Saudis be able to sustain the big money moves? Um, you know, will we see more big name players? Will we see younger players, as Dash alluded to, join the Saudi leagues? Is there a lack of ambition? Just let us know your thoughts around it, and uh, we will to the your account to the 200 and betting voucher courtesy of Hollywood Bets that is provided. The comments does hashtag hit the target. Gentlemen, as always, discussing um, football transfers, silly season, um, silly clubs. You know, we, we've, we've been through it all this, <laughs> this podcast um, and always such a pleasure. And then until next week. Thanks, um, guys. Cheers.
Hit the Target Podcast.